This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Hosted by Roscoe, the fanalist, Subby, Beaner, and Gardy Broder. Uh, you know how sometimes when you take a shot, it doesn't go down very well and you need that chase? Um, I feel like I need a chaser right now, but instead <laughs> we're just going to spend half an hour talking about the game instead, which is the opposite of moving on. But uh, hey. We do what we got to do. Welcome to Leafs Late Night, joined by Steph, the fanalist, and Beaner. Might be joined by Darty as usual later on, but uh, three of us for now. This was not a fun game to watch, just because, you know, whenever you go up against a team like this, you're expecting, especially with the heater that everybody's been on, especially Matthews, you expect them to just wipe the floor with uh, Buffalo, but... Sure enough, Craig Anderson goes 3-0 against the Leafs and uh, finishes the season off with like somewhere in the 930-940 range uh, safe percentage against the Leafs. So the 40-year-old goalie (laughs) manages to once again defeat the Leafs. (sighs) Yeah. Why is it always these types of goalies? I mean, I was saying in our group chat, I swear Anton Forsberg and Craig Anderson could be the ultimate le- or goalie tandem versus the Leafs, and they're guaranteed to win every single game. Yeah, it's wild. Like the amount of them that just about went in. I mean, Mikheyev on that breakaway, and Lilligren had that one that was just on the goal line. Man, there's so many that that should have gone in, and he got so lucky. Ugh. Yeah, I was really hoping for the win tonight, especially for Shulgren, right? Um, Jack's not feeling 100% apparently. We don't know really what's going on there. And Muzzin's out once again. So hoping to build that confidence leading into the playoffs and just cleaning up all the mistakes. But what, what happened? happened? I mean, <laughs> oh, welcome, Darty. I'd play your, your theme song, but we're in the middle of something here. <laughs> don't worry we got a lot to talk about a, a lot about a little right a lot about a little exactly um i mean sorry where was i there um shit yeah it's, it's frustrating. frustrating like i said the, i mean there were a lot of lucky ones that should have gone in and didn't and uh i mean the leafs won 42 to 19 of face-offs like they they were not out playing Buffalo the whole time, but I mean, if a couple of those had stuck their way in, this game looks completely different. What does the deserve to win meter say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty. <laughs> Who was pretty checks 50, that? <laughs> the deserve to win a meter said 55.5% Toronto. Oh, that's a real thing. Oh. Yep. Well, I know close. if uh, Buffalo would have won tonight. Uh, their odds were like plus 385 or something like that. And, you know, you have that gut feeling. You got to you gotta bet against the Leafs if they're playing Buffalo. But my heart just Knowing Sadiq, so he probably did. He probably Shut did. Up. I wonder what his parlay is looking like right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to check in with him later. Uh, so, I mean, we can do this period by period, I guess. Just quickly go through what happened. Uh, Kyle Ocposo opens the scoring. Uh, this one kind of sucked. Not that Shalgren. I mean, okay. Shalgren should have had this. It was glove side. Just kind of snuck its way through. It was pretty far out. I Should he want to go down one nothing on? Yeah. I guess the biggest thing here was Brody and Hall's positioning. 
Uh, there was too much space, uh, in my opinion, anyways, between Brody and Ocposo there. Um, he was fully able to take a step into the into the shot, and Brody didn't have a stick whatsoever. So, yeah, that one you'd hope Shalgren would get, but we move we on. Move on because it went off the glove, cross bar down. Okay, so teach and me something in. here. Like, l- l- learn me a thing right now. What is Sheldon Keefe seeing in Hall? That Leafs Twitter, because <laughs> because if you look at Leafs Twitter, if you look at Leafs Instagram, if you look look at Leafs Facebook, if you look at Leafs Tumblr, <laughs> if you look at Leafs Reddit, nobody <laughs> wants Justin Hall playing right now. Okay, and I'm not the fan list. I'm not the stats guy. So I even like I snooze most of this game, right? So I didn't really see how bad Justin Hall is. What is Sheldon keep seeing in him that everybody else obviously is like you know because everybody else wants him gone. What is he seeing? Why why is he still there? Please explain. I mean, just to defend him for a second, like the the offensive play has been better in the last couple months. I mean, we've noted he's been better the last two months, I'd say probably. But the last few games, he's been making the same mistakes. And that's kind of my issue with him is that he hasn't learned. You know, he learns, but it's temporary. And then, you know, three steps forward and a couple steps back, whatever the thing is. I fucked that up. <laughs> I guess we got to remember too, though. Um, since Muzzin's out, <laughs> since Muzzin's out, he's the next guy up. So I'm glad Lily's in tonight. Of course, paired on the top pairing with Riley. We saw Hall out there. I don't know. Sheldon Keefe has this trust in him. I mean, he played um, what was it? Three nineteen shorthanded tonight. You know, on the PK. There's something there, and he does make some good plays, and I don't want to completely shit on him because I know there's Hall supporters out there, but for every good play, it seems like there's five bad ones. And at this point in the season, I think he's only good for a rotational basis based on the opponent. He made a couple good passes to the Buffalo tonight, that's for sure. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, he's in because, like we said, Muzzin's out, Sandine's still out, so what's your other option, really? Uh. But yeah. Lilligren playing great, ties it up at one. It was a beauty goal. Almost had two on the night. Like I said, almost jabbed another one in there. But uh, Willie shoots it way wide, as he tends to do sometimes. And uh, Lilligren just finds himself in the right place at the right time to poke that one in. Yeah. Uh, good thing Nylander was falling on this on this shot, or he may have hit Anderson in the puck, wouldn't have banked off the back and to Lily. But uh, Bryson didn't have him whatsoever. Everyone was just memorized by Nylander falling onto the ice. And yeah, let's just mention, though, third goal in the last five games for <laughs> Lily. And during this time, he's been with Gio since Gio's joined the team. Like that's it is. I mean, else. we've seen a huge improvement from him. Beaner, he's your favorite. What do you like from him lately? Just everything. He's playing with the confidence that he had as a junior. Like, basically, since his draft year, he was kind of stumbling. Like, he fell down in his draft year because he got mono. And that's how the Leafs were able to get him when they got him. And, yeah, he's he had played fairly well for the Marlies and on occasion, not on a fully consistent basis. And it's it's good to see him kind of take that next step forward because the Leafs haven't had a very good history of developing defensemen over the last decade. <laughs> no, they have not. 
so to move it on, Tage Thompson makes it two to one before the second period is over. This one was, I mean, Odog had a good breakdown of this. Mikheyev should have had his stick in that lane there, and he was kind of covering nobody. Left Tage wide open, who uh, snipes one home. And uh, Silly Me was the one who benched him for my fantasy team while we're in the playoffs here. I figured if anybody wasn't going to be decent tonight, it would be Buffalo against Toronto, but I uh, should have should have known. Same. But Tage Thompson, number 33 on the year. What a beast this guy is. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Like, where did he come from? <laughs> yeah, it's weird because he was somebody you know, that was already like on Buffalo this... through all of this, right? Like, it's not someone they've picked up and offloading everyone. Yeah, he just popped off this year and I don't know. He just drank the special juice and took the role as first line center. And yeah, <laughs> well, they. They got Thompson in the O'Reilly trade. <laughs> yeah, so that was still a while ago, right? Yep, 2018. Yeah, so I mean, he's been there through them being in last place. So it's nice to see him break out while the team's getting some positive vibes. Speaking of positive vibes, third period, Jeff Skinner with his 31st of the year. Got a boy. I'm glad that, uh, you know, just for his own mental health and everything, that he's not a complete bust, and that he has turned things around. Because, I mean, really, he was like, yeah. his contract was a laughingstock of the whole league for the last two years. Well, you literally had players on the ice yelling at him that he was a horrible <laughs> hockey player, <laughs> like wondering how he even got his contract to begin with. So, yeah, party in the USA. Yeah. But um, that first line was just clicking tonight for Buffalo and Toronto. I don't know. They just super sloppy. Uh, I can't shit on them too much. I mean, the record speaks for itself, but I don't know what's the deal with these bottom tier teams. I mean, it's like watching night and day completely loose. No, like it, it's frustrating, right? Because I watch all of the... Um, the pregame interviews, the conferences, and they're they're aware of this. The team is aware of their record against bottom tier teams. They know that they lost the last two against Buffalo and the whole situation. And then you you watch them play, and it's like, guys, did you forget the memo or what? What happened? Yeah, it's like you said, it was sloppy. A lot of incomplete passes. They had a, a tough time setting anything up, getting into the zone, power play. They had a lot of power play opportunities. I mean, what was it? One, two, three, four, five. Couldn't get anything. I mean, five. one of them was interrupted, but uh, really couldn't get anything done on any of them, which is unfortunate. I don't know if tough night. I don't know if any of you guys caught it. The graphic that was shown, I think it was the first intermission. Um, the win percentages of the top four teams in the Atlantic. Oh yeah. So with Tro- with Toronto, Tampa, yes. Boston, and Florida. Toronto has the best win percentage against teams in the playoffs out of all of those teams, <laughs> but the worst against teams out of the playoffs out of all those teams. Unbelievable. Which, if you're going to have to pick, that's probably the one you'd want to pick you're not going to be facing these teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I got a shout out. So I tweeted, uh, what did I specifically say before I misquote myself? I said, um, it's okay, the Sabres won't be in the playoffs. And then my dad texts me. <laughs> Good thing the Leafs won't play the Sabres in the postseason. Like, no way. I said the same thing. Just, uh... 
It's, no, I was just going to say very, very quick and dirty is that uh, if we did play the Sabres in the postseason, we would definitely be sweeped <laughs> like 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 Tampa versus uh, Columbus. Right. <laughs> oh, probably. All right. So Delene makes it uh, four to one, unfortunately. But hey, Luce did not give up. And Big Bad Sasquatch Kerfoot um, makes it four to two on a nice little play there from Riley and Engvall. I mean, it's nice to see that they didn't give up entirely, even in the third period, down four to one against fucking Buffalo. Riley matching his career high in assists with his fifty-first assist of the year. Oh, that was hard to say. Guess what ESPN has? Oh God! No, like fifty-three. 20. This is the first time they went over. <laughs> Oh, they do have Tage Thompson wow. at 33 goals and Skinner at 31. So this is the first time some of them are at least accurate. I'm just ignoring the numbers for the most part. We should almost make a segment of how bad ESPN's box score is. Seriously. They definitely pay like point. an eight-year-old to do it. You know what I mean? Like just some kids got like some papier mache, like, you know. <laughs> it's one of those um, easy drawers. <laughs> Remember those uh, things you draw on in the 90s that you just shake oh, to clear the, uh, it? Oh, Etch-a-Sketch. And what are they called? Etch-a-Sketch, yes. Using one of those to just tally the goals. And they draw over shots. with the magic pen and the numbers appear, you know? <laughs> yeah. I guess, shake it off. But they but, don't write uh, it down anywhere, so every time it goes up by one, it's like, wait, what was the number it was before? I think it was, I think it was 21. Uh, it was definitely 37. Yeah, it fuck it. Put 53 down. They get a little excited. The Etch-A-Set shakes and it's a whole new number. (laughs) But um, I don't know, guys. The Leafs tonight, they had good chances. I mean, uh, Anderson robbed Mikheyev on a breakaway. There there were a couple good chances. But, of course, we got to get goalied by Anderson, right? It's Craig Anderson. I was hoping we'd tie up the season series, you know, take the win at the end of the day. But, no. uh, Nope, 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 nope. The worst part about this is on the episode, was it our last episode? I wasn't on the last episode, it was a previous episode. I had said that what would happen is that we're going to get goalied, but like Austin Matthews will still score some goals. But then Austin Matthews didn't score any goals. So like, this is even worse. This is worse than what I predicted. <laughs> like, do the, do the Sabres <laughs> just rub Craig Anderson's bald head, bald head for yeah. good luck and you know, just go out there and have a good time? Is that what it is? Like, is that is that the secret <laughs> to being the least? Like, you know, you know how like uh, like you know Revo before the Rangers games will go, Shasty, release us. Like, do they just all like the, the Sabres all go around like you know Moby's head and just you know you know rub it a little for good luck and uh, <laughs> and they play that oh, one Moby song. Hey. Oh. Uh. <laughs> they must oh man well man but go ahead yeah yeah i was just gonna <laughs> ask you guys about owen power since well, no, that's you know we gotta oh, we gotta say something about him well, okay so that's a question do we want to go to our twitter questions then or do we have anything else yes, here let's. there's not much to I'm... say about this game it just sucks like it doesn't matter in the long run it's just like ugh you guys should well, who played better, game. Owen Power or Hinestroza? <laughs> <laughs> Owen Power. I barely heard Hinestroza's name tonight. Uh, the last game at the Winter Winners or the Heritage Classic, 
it was all about Hinestros of that game. And you guys had a little history lesson about who he was. But tonight, it was all Tage Thompson and just the first line in general, Tuck and Skinner. All right. So with that, let's go to our tweener questions. Pigeon coat. Yeah. So uh, first up, we got Sarah. Thank you at Sarah underscore Wah. From down under. Um, when the Leafs leave you as disappointed as a selfish Tinder date, are you allowed to request a refund? <laughs> We've got a lot. Basically, they're all pretty sarcastic tonight. I'm, I love it. I'm here for it. Um, are you allowed to request a refund? I mean, it's a, it's a seriousness aside. It's an interesting topic to say like, hey, I did not get what I paid for tonight. Give me my money back. <laughs> imagine but uh, sucks i don't know this is we kind of knew it was gonna happen in a sense just walk up to like the leafs administrative fan services and say you know what just kick me out i got nothing i don't have a stick (laughs) just kick me out all right (laughs) oh we'll get to that just do just do a meta habs fan (laughs) i surrender (laughs) <laughs> All right, so our next one is from uh, Bobby Ghosh at Bobby Ghosh 98 I apologize for mispronouncing your name every time up until now. Thank you for correcting me. The game was clearly punishment for being happy. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is what happens when Matthew starts breaking records and Leafs start beating good teams. Look ahead at the schedule. Buffalo. Oh, God, this is all going to come crashing down, isn't it? Yeah, I did. Leafs fans, they cannot be happy for too long because other fans will either try and put them in check or shit like this usually happens. Yep. So you can never have nice things for too long. All right. So Harris at Harris M93. What do you think of Owen Powers debut? Do you think we see Nyes in regular season games? All right. So first part, what do you think of Owen Powers debut? I thought he was pretty good for playing his first NHL game. I mean, pretty good. He didn't look invisible. (laughs) They were, I mean, it's not like we've seen, I mean, he he came out like a star, right? Like he, he came out like a first round pick. He was taking shots, which was nice to see. I mean, I'm excited for the, for the Buffalo Sabres and he, he broke up a couple good plays. He didn't do anything stupid. He didn't pull a haul. So yeah, he, he, unfortunately, he was showing exactly like what you would expect. I say, unfortunately, because I do not like the Sabres whatsoever. <laughs> no. Uh, do you think we see Nyes in a regular season game? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's a next year thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't think so either. He's nothing else. I don't I'm sure he so. watches this game, um, too. And it's like, but- yeah, I don't know. Maybe going to college is like <laughs> higher up on my list. Uh, next is from Mike at Mike the Fanatic. My entire I life. Say, though. Sorry. What was that stuff? Sorry, I'm getting a break. The connection's breaking up a little bit. Um, if I'm breaking up a little, I don't know. You guys keep cutting out. But I was just going to say um, Owen Power tonight, if I have my two cents on him, uh, for a decor that four out of six are 22 and younger, they didn't look too bad. I mean, he, he kind of fit in with that first line, especially when they were celebrating on those goals. And then he broke up, I believe, a Matthews and bunting two-on-one play. He kind of just fit in, in my perspective. I thought he did really well. Yeah, no, I agree. 
Um, sorry, I didn't realize you were dealing with connection issues there. So next up, we got Mike at Mike the Fanatic. Mike, uh, my entire life, the Leafs have always found a way to lose to Buffalo. Why? So infuriating. Also, fun fact, the Leafs have surrendered 13, 13 points to Arizona, Montreal, and Buffalo. <sighs> I mean, we, we talked about this. It's They've lost the most games to non-playoff teams. That's frustrating. I mean, with those 13 points, they would be competing with Florida for first place, and it wouldn't be like a pipe dream. Even with half of those. Yeah. And if we had if we had those 13 points, imagine how low those teams would be, like even, even further in the standings, you know? It's no like kidding. we give them half their points throughout the year. <laughs> um from the ghost of rick vibes record which is uh a tml fan and van yeah what's his name Will again Leafs... <laughs> it's it... it's now the ghost of rick vibes record it formerly uh john Tavares is underrated. john Tavares is elite formerly john Tavares is underrated formerly i can't believe it's not bunting aka marty zilstra correct <laughs> aka marty <laughs> zilstra. Keep up. just rattling the glass uh <laughs> shout out uh, will the Leafs ever win a hockey game again? No, they will not. Um, we'd just like to shout out nah. another reply I got earlier not tonight. If Craig it's Anderson okay. has his way, okay? It's okay. We won't get past the first round if we can't beat Buffalo. <laughs> so shout out to those kinds of fans. Um, the Leafs will never win another hockey game again. You can pack it up. Season's done. That's it. Move on. Um, next up from Maple yep. Leaf fan at under- Maple underscore Leaf underscore fan. Is Matthews done one whole game, five periods without a goal? Should we have moved him at the deadline when his price was higher before this goalless streak? I I, <laughs> I think so. I think he's washed up. This is it. One record and he's packing in it. And he cashed out on that. <laughs> Who writes this crap? <laughs> this is. I told you guys we got a lot of sarcastic ones tonight. Oh, man. We might as well just trade him for James Neal. Yeah. At, this at least point. he's the real deal, right? <laughs> real deal, James Neal, baby. <laughs> all right, Man, so here we go. We're talking about oh, crazy, crazy funny. trades, all right? But uh, did you guys bring it up yet? Because I did kind of like sneak on uh, to the podcast now, and it will make it difficult for Roscoe to edit in the future. But um, did you talk about how I had this crazy, <laughs> absurd idea that um, is Dubis not insane for not picking up Craig Anderson for a bag of pucks. Like I know Beaner's like, Oh, I have a real adult opinion about this, but come on from my insane, you know, stupid head. It still doesn't, it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't like offer Buffalo a a team. That's just a bottom feed right now money for someone who's clearly, you know, he's a leaf killer. Why would you not want him on your team? Like if, if he's especially a guy who you could probably get for a bag of pucks, like they're not going to, they're not going to strong arm you like the Chicago Blackhawks would for flurry. I mean, not that Shalgren's played badly, but it is seeming like with the condition that Mrazic's in and now we know that Campbell's not 100%, it is seeming more and more like maybe, I mean, obviously you can't tell the future, hindsight 2020, maybe moving a fourth pick or something for, like you said, Craig Anderson or someone of that type just to have another NHL goalie in the, the lineup there wouldn't have been a bad idea. And it's not because I like geriatrics either. I just have this like, I'm so bitter. I'm still so bitter about what happened with Curtis McElhaney. All right. Because everybody said, oh, he's washed up, whatever. He's... And then the guy turns out to be, you know, turns out to be uh, 
an absolute beauty, right? Like, Stanley Cup champion, yeah. uh, Curtis McElhinney. Like, why do these yeah. things bite us in the ass all the time? And again, like, I'm sure Bean has a perfectly rational explanation because I know that he doesn't agree with me on these things, but <laughs> I'm waiting to hear it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I just got to get this rage out. It's like, like someone like Craig Anderson, they said, like, obviously he's a fossil, but for some reason he's still stuffing guys like Mikheyev. Like, I don't think we do. We talk about how like Mikheyev, like, yeah, just couldn't like that's so open. And yet he just couldn't get it past Anderson. Like, like the guys I said, like, I can make a Moby reference to Craig Anderson and he would actually get it. There are people listening to this podcast who likely don't under, probably think I'm talking about like Moby Dick or something. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's, you know, because no, I was just going to say, because he's a leaf killer. The second the Leafs sign him or trade for him, he's going to kill the Leafs all together. <laughs> He'd probably lose every single game and break his leg or something horrific happened to him right after just because. Oh, you mean like pulling, ways pulling his groin the in the first game that he plays and then coming back and pulling his groin again and then coming yeah. back and pulling his groin again? Wow. I haven't seen that before. Something like that. Which is funny that you said that yeah, because exactly that what I was going to say was we tried to do this already and bringing in. Peter Mrazek, and unfortunately it didn't work out, but we had enough heads up that it wasn't working out to maybe try swinging at another Peter Mrazek type at the deadline. Like I know the price of uh, flurry was really high, but you know, some of those lower end guys on low end teams could have, could have been a good idea. I'm not saying goaltending is an issue right now. It's just, you know, and Morazic's 12 years Shulgren's younger. Just young. Yeah. Anderson's and only Morazic's got... Morazic's 12 years younger than Anderson. Yeah. Well, Steph, your connection. You gotta... <laughs> um, Anderson's only got three games with a plus 900 save percentage in the last 12. <laughs> and, and two of them are against Toronto. Of course they are. Johnny? They said going into so, the game, he has a 955 against Toronto. Steph's connection is so bad right now that the next goalie she's going to tell us to pick up is Carol Vimelka. <laughs> like, I, I get what you're saying, Darty, and I know you're kind of being a little tongue-in-cheek there, but if he was going to go after a goaltender, there would definitely have been better options than Anderson. He hasn't played on a team that has had any kind of structure or any kind of hope of winning in front of them since when was it that Pittsburgh eliminated Ottawa before going to the final 2016 yes 17 so he well I think it was 16 17 that they won so it would have been the first year yeah so he hasn't he hasn't really had anything substantial to play for since then so here's my so I think I think he's just one of those goalies where he plays better on a shitty team. (laughs) So here's why I do say Craig Anderson as well. Not because I like his bald head and not because I just want to get a rise out of you folks, but because one of the reasons why I see we didn't keep a a guy like David Riddick is because you don't want the, the guys who we already know are like say, because if Morassic was healthy and obviously Jack Campbell, you don't want someone coming in there again, to add to the tension that like, oh, someone's going to take my spot. I don't think anybody is going to think that Craig Anderson is going to steal, like, or a guy like Craig Anderson is going to steal Jack Campbell's spot. Whereas, say, like David Riddick, like if he, tur- you know, when we had him, like if he turns out to be an absolute beauty, um, 
he's, he was not a bad goaltender by any means. I don't know where he stands right now, but uh, at the time, you know, he's a pretty good pickup. It's like that does scare, you know, your 1A, right? Like you don't want... You don't you don't want your your tendies to be on their on their feet too much when it comes to that, right? Because look at you know Campbell's a sensitive guy, all right. Like, but as I say, you pick up someone like Anderson or you know someone else who's got a vintage, you know maybe uh, Carter Hutton. I'm <laughs> pick up someone with a vintage <laughs> that like you, you're not afraid that they're going to steal your spot. Then that that would actually be a good play. I don't know. Call me crazy. That's but. a good point. Having someone there that's not fighting for the spot, that's comfortable being the B, the backup, the one B, whatever it is. That's a good idea, but uh, too too little, too late. I just you know too little, too late by JoJo. That's exactly what I was gonna say. (laughs) It's just too little, too late. Okay, so I guess uh, Steph, you want to talk about this Suzuki stick thing? You and Darty can take this. Yeah, um, pretty much. Uh, Twitter's been blowing up about this everywhere's kind of been blowing up because the story got a little twisted um last saturday at the leafs and hats habs game a father took his sons down from nipissing and going to the leafs game of course they went to the pre-game warm-up and uh, managed to get suzuki's attention with their sign about getting a a puck uh, poor little kid gets the puck in the face and pretty much get, gets a fat lip out of it. So Suzuki feels oh. bad and gives him a stick in return. Um, I think the story goes so that um, pretty much the rule in the Scotiabank Arena is that you cannot have the stick with you in your seat or, I guess, walking around and someone working there noticed and told them the role uh hey you guys got to check this in uh you're, you're more than welcome to get it back after the game this is considered a weapon and yeah pretty much the dad flipped his shit uh blamed it on msle for kicking him and his sons out and twisting the story all around but at the end of the day it was his fault because they did not want to give up the stick or leave or it just turned into this huge story that just was so bizarre and unfortunate for these little kids but i mean i get okay i get that you can use a hockey stick as a weapon but like come on yeah is that not a little much it was unnecessary it was just blown out of proportion for absolutely no reason and I, a adult male having a ten- temper tantrum, but it just sucks that he turned the story around. And he's trying to get like get the benefits from that, you know, at the end of the day. And using your child as a pawn to get the benefits from that as well is what really bothers me about this. It's th- that's a pretty standard thing in every arena in the league, though. Mm-hmm. And you, anything like that comes, you you're welcome to keep it. But you have to check it as security. There's no, there's no wiggle room, no ifs, ands, or buts. Like you, when I don't know if you guys remember, what was it? Two years ago, there was that kid who had lost his mom, and Carey Price had met up with him before a game and gave him a stick and everything like that. He, the camera panned to him multiple times throughout the game. He didn't have the stick with him because he couldn't. Yeah, like I, I, I right. get the the kind of obscene thought that a little kid is going to use a stick as a weapon but it's not it's not that they thought in that specific instance that was going to happen it's just the rules are the rules 
Too bad the refs can't call the rules that are the rules. <laughs> Ayo. It's also it's also not an obscene thought to think that a child would use a stick as a weapon just because like, you know, Darty's Darty's had a few odd jobs in his day. And I, I used to do uh, children's parties. And let me tell you, I got beaten with a, a couple of lightsabers <laughs> and sticks and didn't matter what character I was playing at the party. I never played Darty Brodeur. Kids don't like Darty Brodeur. All right. Uh, you can ask, <laughs> you can ask Luke Man's kids. They, they, they're plugging the ears right now. But uh, but yeah, kids, kids, uh, they get a little wild. And I'm again, as Steph was saying, like, OK, so I definitely fell for the trap at first just because one, like, I don't want any, you know, I don't want any bad juju coming out of the Leafs arena. All right. Like, I know we have we have problems with, uh, you know, Leafs versus Habs. We got a history, but it's like, look, like when I first read the story, I was like, they, they actually kicked this poor kid out, this poor guy out just because he's a Habs fan carrying a stick around. Like, it's just it's just bad. It's just the kind of bad mojo you don't want going around. But you know, upon further uh, discussion, of course, MLC, they, they kind of took, dragged their heels. They probably should have, you know, went after this story a bit a bit quicker. But, uh, you know, they said they did their due diligence. They, they only offered to, to hold the stick for them for the time being. And, and, and they said it was the last 10 minutes, too. So when you read into it, you're like, OK, so basically this guy was going to leave because he knew his team was losing <laughs> and he just wanted to make a big story out of it. And that's that, that kind of phoniness, like. You know, you're a phony. <laughs> you're a big fat phony. Have you seen that that scene from uh, Family Guy? It's like, yeah, like that's like, hey, that's this like, guy's a phony. <laughs> it's like that's that's how I felt afterwards. I I'm the kind of person if I know I post something a little too, you know, uh, you know, out there and a little too rage uh, rage inducing that I delete it. And I was like, okay, turns out it was a fake. I deleted that story. But I definitely I definitely jumped on it because I didn't want the bad mojo from the, from the get go. But I said if the Leafs did their, you know, if the Leafs MLSC, uh, you know, the management did their job then yeah it makes sense i can't disagree with being around that way yeah, kids are, you know you never know what happens right you gotta it's, it is a weapon we've seen the stick used as a weapon on the ice i'm sure we could see it used as a weapon <laughs> during a, a, yeah. a high intensity habs game right fair enough it was definitely not, not to mention the fact oh sorry steph oh no go ahead bean not to mention the fact that they ended up getting tickets and a trip to montreal out of it oh well yeah it was Throw huge it clickbait like it Pretty much the headline, like you said, Darty. Oh, uh, Scotiabank Arena kicks out poor Habs fan, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, why?" And it's this poor little little uh, boy crying, and no one knows that he got hit in the face with a puck. They just think that he's getting kicked out of the Scotiabank Arena, but unfortunately, it's his father that has put himself in this situation. And what pisses me off is that he used his young boys as pawns to get more out of the situation like they just milked it and of course they're Habs fans but come on like I don't know I, I'm I totally disagree with this like what he did there no fair enough um and does anyone have anything else to close this on because I have a new story um I was going to touch on some of the college prospects signing with their teams and then I have a couple of this date in history okay do you want to first talk about uh the pittsburgh penguins star players both getting to the old man i don't give a fuck phase sure so uh within what was this two games malkin and crosby both get very egregious calls and suspensions on them so malkin we find out gets four games for a cross check to Borowiecki in the face, and uh, Crosby just punches Nick Dowd in the face. Like, <laughs> what is happening? 
I saw that punch. That was oh. It was it. It wasn't like in a scrum. You know, the guys shoving back and forth. It was just, hey, you know what? Boom! Just with the hook from Sid the I, Kid. I just picture Clint Eastwood on his porch in Gran Torino. Right? They're just <laughs> they're getting old. and They don't care anymore. That's the only takeaway I have from this. Like Malkin just kind of did the same thing along the same lines as the as what Matthews did. But he gets four games for it. And there was a slash before it. There was a cross check to the face. I mean, it was it was pretty violent. Well, and there, there was clear intent that it, he was going for the face, too. He oh, yeah. wasn't like Matthews. Yes, we're Leaf fans. But if you watch the video, he was attempting to get the shoulder and just completely missed. Mm-hmm. Melkin, there was no attempt. He looked him right in the face and cross checked him right in the face. Yeah, he's been suspended once previously and fined three times. A um, little bit of a history, but like he said when answering questions about his future upcoming contract, like this guy doesn't give a shit. He's rich as hell. <laughs> this is probably yeah. like a little vacay for him. He he gets to sit a game and he's used to sitting since he was injured half the year anyways. But Sid, on the other hand... He should definitely know better. I mean, he's gotten a lot of good ones to the head. So you would think a guy like Sid would not do something like that in return, especially you know, on that Sid, kind of play. Sid's done something before, but I can't put my finger on it. Like, Maybe I'm Mark surprised he's still playing hockey at this point with all his concussion history, you know? Beaner's laughing, but he's muted. Nobody got my joke there. I see what you did there clever man steph you don't remember crosby slashing mark mathot so hard that he chopped his finger off crosby has always been dirty they yeah they changed the rules on calling hand slashes because of Sidney crosby like he's always been a little dirty it comes with being small and you know underestimated and playing above your age group your whole life but oh my god he knows better than punching somebody in the face like, come on. Yeah, that's what I mean. We know Sid was introduced into the league at a really difficult point. It wasn't even this type of hockey that was played today. It was back when it was way rougher than it was before. And he was constantly the target on the ice every single game. But nowadays, that's what I mean. Like, he should know way better. But anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I mean. He got a whole rule changed just because of how he was playing personally. And that's back in, I don't know, 2007 or 8. I think uh, he chopped my thought. Yeah. But also, yeah. Here, here's here's my take on this. Like, I thought four games. At first, I thought four games was a little steep until I realized it's Mark fucking Borvietsky or, or whatever you call it, whatever his last name is. That's another thing we're probably going to be butchering. Because if you remember back in like what, like, had to be before covid maybe 2019 didn't this guy like stop a robbery like literally <laughs> he was just like hanging out in vancouver borietsky and he's like yo there's a fucking attempted robbery going on i'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of this uh this robbery i swear to god that happened look it What's up that wow. mark yeah. borokok borokok yeah it's a, it's a real thing he stopped yes. an attempted robbery wow. chased a robber down and tackled him and got the lady's purse back you know, since was it we're Borowiecki, t- though? Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a tough guy. Oh my uh, god, he did. I know. I've 
Yeah, I had him in. Fights crime on his days off from hockey. Yeah, sometimes I hear his name pronounced Borvietsky. Sometimes I hear Borwecki. It's like Abrazizi, Abrazuzi. You know, we we can't. (laughs) Hockey names are, you know, I think they just they get they get get an established name and that's it. Whether it's right or it's wrong, that's what we all say. You know. Yeah, Abrazizi. It's a shame he's not playing right now. Is oh, I see what you did there. I, you know, he had he had one good push to the net there. He just went a little too quick and lost control of the puck. But he he had a good little rush. I, I just I don't think the fourth line is where this is like what we said with Robertson and you know all these guys. There's no room for them right now because the fourth line is the only thing where there's a slot and they're not fourth line guys. Yeah, I I don't know if it's salary cap implications. I'd have to look, but I would much rather have Robertson up right now than Abrazizi. No offense to him, just he doesn't. He doesn't have the speed, like the the mental speed right now to keep up with the game. He's got the the capabilities, the skill, but he's just a little bit behind. Do the Marlies need Robertson right now? Is that why we're not able to take him? Like, um, I'd have to double check, but it's probably cap related. Could be. Uh, okay, so uh, Beaner, you can take it away with your your prospects here. This is a good segue. So, the University of Michigan basically went from having the best team in the NCAA, even though they didn't win the Frozen Four, to the whole team saying, okay, see ya. Bye. <laughs> um, obviously, Owen Power signed with Buffalo. Matty Beneers signed with Seattle, who he has an assist in his first game already. Nice. In eight minutes and 50 seconds of ice time. And then you have... Do we know what line he's playing on? <clears throat> In line rushes, he was skating with the first line with Eberly and Donato. Oh, very nice. So that's promising. And then Kent Johnson and Nick Blankenberg left and signed with Columbus. And then Thomas Bordelow and Brendan Brisson, son of the player agent Brisson, oh. both signed with the Henderson Silver Knights, which is Vegas's AHL team. Hmm. Nice. So the University of Michigan is going to be needing players next year. So if you're an age-appropriate player that has the skill level, go to Michigan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, on top of that, another him, Luke, man. Another <laughs> hey. notable one is Bobby Brink. He signed with Philadelphia coming out of the University of De- Denver. So they won the Frozen Four. They won the National Championship. And then he started his first NHL game today in Philadelphia. And he as well got an assist. Hmm. Damn. A lot of signings recently. I know I've seen it all over Instagram at all the different signings and can't keep up. But good thing we have you. So there, there's you, a whole Peter. bunch more, but I won't bore you with them. <laughs> Do you guys see the list? The top fifty prospects from TSN that was released today. Oh, uh, is that for for next year? Is that with uh, Bedard and Mitchkov? No, just the like the prospects teams prospects type thing yeah oh yeah yeah. i saw like a top 10 from craig button but it was meh if it's craig button you don't have to worry yourself to read it yeah it was not good (laughs) yep our uh, top 50 from tsn uh the leafs have three on the list with uh read all 50 of them steph all 50 in order I was going to give you the three Leafs, okay? Okay. But... okay just just play got? some really sick music and she'll just shout them all out. Like just boom, 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 like a machine gun. 
<laughs> and we'll do it like uh like a voiceover just like this summer the top prospects are hangle mccringleberry Tiffany <laughs> at number any guesses out of, uh, 50? Out of 50 um 12 17 okay, i was gonna say 17 too that's crazy oh, oh my 21. god <laughs> you all lose 21. Got it. Matthew Nuz. Number. It gets 14. higher. Just a tip. Yeah. That was the highest prospect at number 21. Now the. Oh. It gets lower. Sorry. Or, well. Uh, 34. Mm. You got Matthews on the mind. 27. Okay. And then we have Nick Robertson at number 46. Hello. And Dad. Okay. Which team has the most players on the top 50 list? Curious. If you can find that quick. I can find that quick. Arizona? If I remember correctly, I think Vancouver only had one, which is quite humorous considering the state of their team. Yikes. Yikes. Way to go, Benning. Good job, Jim Benning. You're the best. Way to go. You did it. Uh... (laughs) What do you got, Steph? Oh, yes. I have. Uh... Sorry, I don't have. Right now. Beaner, this <laughs> day in hockey history will come Blue back Jays. to Steph. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Bean. Uh, Sorry, guys. Well, in hockey today, the only thing I got is it's actually Ron McLean's birthday. Woo-hoo. Oh, happy birthday, Ron. So I know the last handful of years, he has been. A lot of people haven't really liked how the way Hockey Night in Canada has gone, especially considering he didn't publicly defend Don Cherry at all when that whole fiasco went down. Mm-hmm. But he is still a Canadian legend regardless. And he's 62 years old today. Wow. And then something wow. that is much more important, that on this day in 1980, Terry Fox began his Marathon of Hope. Oh, wow. Oh. Nice. Wow. Right on. Terry Fox, mm. absolute beauty, absolute legend. There's a lot of people wow. who say that he is one of the ultimate athletes. All right. And uh, whether you believe it or not, I'm on that I'm on that bandwagon. Yeah. Terry did it for the uh, people, all right? And he got my f- fat little chunky butt running a little 5K back in, uh, in grade four. I don't know. I don't want to... <laughs> give you the details of how long it probably took because it wasn't a run that's for damn sure <laughs> it was me like you know <clears throat> but hey if it wasn't for terry I wouldn't have, uh... yeah <laughs> you know um, since I just you're have on a... here, dirty oh go for it no go ahead uh johnny no no, no i'm moving away for, for something so you do it i'm i am too so you can go first i wanted to ask Okay, so he brought it up in our group chat, and I wanted to ask you about this, Darty. So you have the chance to explain Uh-oh. to the peoples. You recommended a rule change in the NHL when it comes to diving, and I thought it was very interesting and something that a lot of people would have many opinions on. So I just wonder what what makes you you know, have this opinion and what is your recommendation? Honestly, it's, it's crazy because like, 
it does go back to a little like hockey conspiracy theories that I don't want to go into, but um, I Darty Darty is an actor first off, and I've also played sports. <laughs> and one of the things that I was really good at when I played football was um, sometimes because I wasn't a great football player. I was also good at like wasting time by faking an injury. All right. I'm sorry. I was a dirty player. <laughs> I was a very dirty, <laughs> but I was good. I was really good at, at getting us like five, 10 minutes or whatever, just by like, oh man, my ankle's rolling, you know, and I make it, you know, really com- uh, like convincing. And uh, one, of, one of the things that I noticed with like, I-, I learned the hard way that if you're going to like land on, on anything please land on something soft right because i was i used to i used to not wear my um, knee pads um in football and there's this one stadium in in scarborough that i was playing in that was uh, astroturf but the, it was old astroturf on hard concrete and Oof. i remember that it wasn't me trying to like you know milk a play but i just knew that like i was i was digging in i was doing a little um little fancy little uh uh, cut or whatever and then the juke move and all of a sudden like my cleat got stuck and I fell into the the astroturf slash concrete and because I didn't have my knee pads in I my I was out I was actually like wow like I, I never want to fake injury again because this is real life like I literally got destroyed my knee was in so much pain landing on on the uh on the concrete because that's what it essentially was like there was no it wasn't real like, it was these used ancient astroturf and without the knee pads my heart, knee, and joint were bent, and I didn't actually get like injured, injured. But I was like, I was like Peter from Family Guy, like ah, ah, and I couldn't like, I was like just completely swollen up like for an entire two or three days. So, and I always took that to heart too. I was like, man, like it is painful, you know, landing on a hard fucking surface. And a couple times I did play games of shinny, and I'm terrible at skating, and I've fallen on the ice. Not not intentionally, but I fall on the ice just because I'm a shit skater and it fucking hurts. All right. So using that train of logic, any time I see someone diving in hockey, I'm like, are you out of your mind? This is not soccer. This is not rugby. This is not even football. You are you are doing this bullshit maneuver on a solid block of frozen ice on concrete. Are you absolutely out of your mind who are you trying like are you trying to who get are injured? You, who do you think you are who do you think like who do you think you are no i'm but i'm dead serious because like it's funny at first you see them like but i know how it feels and i'm not a professional hockey player i but you don't have to be a professional hockey player to know how it feels to land on the ice and whether you're faking it or not it still fucking hurts all right and to see these guys like you know f- flopping around or whatnot yeah, you can get away with it a few times, but if you get into a tussle, if you get into, if someone dog piles you a la Todd Bertuzzi and what happened there, <laughs> it doesn't matter what happened, you know, it doesn't matter that you decided to, to, you know, be, you know, play a little, uh, imaginary game with, uh, with your injury. There are real life consequences to, to falling on the ice. All right. And these, like I said, these guys, like they're going to get themselves hurt if they keep, keep that up because, I said it's not about it's it's not about your it's not about what it looks like it's it's about what actually happens when you know push comes to shove on the ice and sometimes just like in the Tarbus Susie situation you don't get up all right yeah and I so said you know- I said that if you if you are caught for you know flagrantly um um what I, I lost the word what's uh diving diving on the ice if you're caught for doing that it should be a, it should be a minimum of ten minutes all right. Because I said, you're not only are you wasting people's time, 
Um, but it's it, one is I, I think it's a mockery to the game, and two, you're actually putting yourself at at, at concussion injury, right? You're throwing yourself to the ice, right? You're not wearing no one's wearing a, a real face mask. You know, you don't know what happens when you slip and fall on the ice. It's not like it's not as controlled as falling on on grass where you have actual turf and and traction. You, you, mm-hmm. There are consequences to, to to diving, and sometimes it ends up being an actual an actual serious injury from just just for being a diver. And, and being yeah, a, I, mean, I totally agree. I totally understand if you completely disagree because you actually play hockey. But I said I've been I've been there enough times to know that it's fucking painful and it's just stupid. And why would you why would you do that to yourself? And I guess to kind of pull the gist of it, I mean, like we saw what happened with JT and and Corey Perry in the playoffs last year. Like freak things can happen, and any time you can avoid putting yourself purposefully into a situation where you can get hurt please avoid that because you never know what can happen and cut your career short instantly so i think that's kind of the the moral there now the only thing with diving is it's such a judgment call and if they if the league can get away from having a judgment call in the hands of a referee as bad as this sounds the the less judgment calls the better because they tend to lean towards something okay this is the call it's black or white did this happen yes okay this is the consequence did this happen no okay we're good so that's one of the reasons you don't see diving called almost at all anymore or if it is called it's called at the same time as the infraction is like on michael bunting all the time yeah so to to get a diving call that would be a 10 minute I, I see where you're coming, and yes, it's not a smart idea to purposefully go down, but I, I don't I don't ever see something like that happening. And I totally understand. I just like it's starting to enrage me because of of um, like even say with the like Labushkin getting uh, hit in the back of the head with uh, by uh, by Hall. I kind of felt that he he kind of milked that a little bit and then he couldn't get up and he couldn't get up from the front side. All right. It's not like, oh, the back of my head. No, he he's like, oh, can I, he, it looks like it looks like after he fell, he's like, oh, shit, like probably shouldn't fall on the ice. <laughs> ice is hard. <laughs> and uh, and it's uh, I said it's one of those things that uh, especially, you know, because you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation like you don't just because you can see that, OK, I'm going to make take this fall on the ice. So much action goes, I said, like someone in, in the game like soccer, they have more traction, they have more room to stop. Even in football, you can, you know, you can try to dig into the ground and, and fall over. But say you're on skates and someone's just skating through, you know, a la um, John Tavares or any other situation where someone just happens to be skating at the wrong place at the wrong time. Say you take a fall and someone slashes your neck, right? Yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah you, you you really took that dive there, bud. But now you're bleeding on the ice, right? I know, again, like, it's just the kind of waterfall logic of just, you know, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's not like, it's not real. It's not like this doesn't happen. And that's, and that's why, like, I, that's one thing I would like to see, like, you know, if they could find a way to avoid that, because it just looks like a lot of players are trying to do that because, because of how bad their refereeing is. And it's not going to for any, for any other sport. I, I understand why it happens in soccer because it's so easy, right? The fucking pitch is so big, and you know, landing on the, landing on the grass. We've all landed on the grass before. We've all been kids, and I'll tell you right one thing: is like landing on the grass is nothing like falling on that concrete ice. <laughs> no, and you make a good point that with how rough officiating's been, the only way the players can respond, since they're not allowed to speak out about it without getting fined, is to just play into it and try and milk calls wherever they can. So it's almost it's just a a bad play for both sides. 
anyway, I want to move on here just to close it off on the the note of uh, acting and Family Guy. Guys, we lost Gilbert Gottfried today. Mm. 67 years old, voice acting and acting legend. Grew up listening to uh, his voice in lots of things. I mean, most famously, he was Iago in Aladdin. Uh, I was the parrot in Aladdin. (laughs) That's actually pretty good. (laughs) Yes. I used to be very good at doing a Gilbert Gottfried impersonation. It was one of my favorite impersonations. (laughs) But... As I've gotten older, I can't do it. Now it sounds more like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> but I'm trying my very best. Okay? It's I can tell. Okay, the, the tough thing is you got to go full volume with it or it doesn't work, right? If you're like, you're getting lower. Uh, it's, Let's it's hear hard. yours, Johnny. I don't want to. You're so good at impressions, though. Uh, I, it's like, I don't want to fuck it up on the day that we lost him because I feel like it would be disrespectful. Okay. Look, I did I did back. it knowing that there's a strong chance it wouldn't be good because I was like, I got to at least bless the fans, all right? And in the in the memory of Gilbert Godfrey because at the same time, like I used to watch and listen to, um, uh, one, you know, we're on a podcast right now, but what got me, my first real podcast was Norm MacDonald Live. And I'm not going to suggest anybody listens to if they can find Norm Macdonald live still because it's very offensive. <laughs> also very oh, funny. Yeah. But G- Gilbert Gottfried's on, uh, got on it a few times because they were very close friends. And of course, you know, with losing Gilbert Gottfried, rest in peace. So we'd also lost Norm Macdonald very recently. And uh, and yeah, it's just like uh, these comedians are big, you know, the huge inspirations to me. Like, I don't consider myself a comedian. I think that people laugh at me and not and not with me. But um, and that's okay because I like to bring uh, you know I like to bring some joy to the world whether it's at the expense of myself you know I say if you can look in a mirror and it breaks and you can laugh a little bit then you're doing a good job but uh, yeah these guys like they're huge you know they might not be hockey players but they're a huge inspiration and they you know they even with their offensive humor they create some joy in this world all right so it's sad to lose a, a, le- a living legend all right yeah rest yep. in peace wow definitely. Too young, and no one knew uh, he was sick, really, or what type of illness it was. Uh, just kind of random, and just you're saying comedians. I know Bob Saget recently as well, and there was a picture of him and Bob and another comedian out there, and it's just wow. But hey, you got to live life to the fullest every day because you don't know what could happen next. And listen to Leafs Late Night. <laughs> Another thing we should touch on a little bit is apparently talks between the PWHPA and the PHF, the Premier Hockey Federation, have broken down. Oh, no. So for those that don't know, the PWHPA, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, and the PHF, the Premier Hockey Federation, were in talks to try to create a unified professional women's league. And... Everyone was kind of hopeful that those talks would lead somewhere finally because there there definitely needs to be one professional league. That way all the best players can be in it because I don't think they can continue to coexist. Um, but apparently the PWHPA doesn't like where some of the money is coming from for the PHF, which is a, a tech giant out of Russia from the sounds of it. Oh boy. So... We'll have to try and keep our eye on that, mm. but not good news on that on that sense. Lovely. 
Lovely. That's um, okay. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna try just to close us off with with one of these. I can't believe it. I just don't believe it. We're never gonna get a hold of that stupid lamp. Just forget it. Look at this. I'm look at this. I'm so ticked off that I'm molting. <laughs> See, I can't do Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> I got one for you. Oh, look! Another game where Justin Hall is playing! Another goal! Who would have thought that that would happen in a Leafs game with Justin Hall? See, his is better. He's, he's practiced. Bravo, Dirty. Oh, that was good. He let in See? another one! Another one? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who's letting this guy out here? No, I'm Justin Hall. No, I am. <laughs> oh, God. Rest in peace. We'll miss yeah. you. Legend. All right. Anything we want to close with? Uh, oh, we got Washington coming up next. Uh, score predictions? 7 well, 1. Hopefully not. hopefully not what they did against Philly tonight. Oh, what's going on with them tonight? Oh, they beat Philly nine to two. Oh, Holy fuck. okay. <laughs> um, I say the Leafs are gonna bounce back. <clears throat> if we see Jack in net, that's a good sign. Um, my score prediction: I think it's gonna be high scoring, maybe like a seven five win. Okay, okay. I don't know. Because <laughs> Washington's so, actually a good team, right? So by that logic, we should be winning this game. They're also fighting hard right now for their spot. So I think it'll be a good game. Good game. So with the season coming closer to an end and with the NCAA season ending, Matthew Nyes is meeting with Dubas tomorrow. The rumor is that he wants to go back for another year. Um some people think that that might just be his agent talking, trying to get signing bonuses because Dubis has been very steadfast and not giving signing bonuses to any of his contracts that he's given out in the last handful of years. Right. Um, depending how that goes tomorrow, the Leafs are only at 47 out of 50 contracts. So we might even see one or two of the other prospects get signed. Like maybe do we see Hervinen or Niemela? signed and come over play a couple games with the marlies that'd be nice um another name i'd like to see them call up is uh, curtis douglas yes that would be amazing six six foot nine center what yeah i forgot about this guy we definitely talked about this now that you mentioned it (laughs) yes six foot nine 250 pounds holy shit yeah, on an unrelated won. note, fellas, have we have we noticed that Vegas has placed William Carrier, Nolan Patrick, and Laurent Boisson on LTIR? Like, yeah, you, see, you know that meme with the butterfly? Stone off today. <laughs> you, so. see, you see that meme with the butterfly where it's like it just says LTIR? Like, what is this cap space? <laughs> <laughs> well, they activated patches, so yeah, they gotta make. <laughs> well, they activated patches, and Stone today came off. Oh, I missed Mark Stone, Stone is playing right now. <gasps> I got to pick him up in one of my leagues. So, uh, yeah, they had to move some money around to make that work. Holy. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if the league sends doctors to check a couple of these players out to see how injured they actually are. Yeah, they'll send the same doctors that they use for loophole. 
<laughs> soon as one's healthy, another one's immediately injured. Like fucking okay, sure. Damn. Hey, it's Vegas. We'll see all at right? the end of the season how many surgeries these guys actually go for. So, oh boy, it'll be like the Vegas is currently Hoffa. tied one-one with Vancouver. By the way, <laughs> you'll just see all these. Uh, you know, cap relief comes in putting all these players in uh, concrete blocks. Just throw them in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> They're injured for a long term. Okay, that's all we got to say about that. <laughs> and Seattle's up three-one over Calgary. LTIR is just a nickname for this mafia that makes players disappear. <laughs> Don't worry what? about it. We break a couple legs, we make a player disappear, we send him to an island, you know, nobody asks questions. Uncle Lou will take it, you to Robo the Island, all right? You need him back for the playoffs? Maybe we make him reappear. You don't want him back? Maybe we don't. <laughs> there we go. That's a good one. I like that. Ah, uh, Okay. Surprisingly, we managed to uh, hit our hour mark with uh, very little prepared for tonight, but good job, team. I love it. Uh, have a good night, everybody. We will be back. When's the Washington game? What is it, Thursday? Thursday. Yes. Thursday. All right, we'll be back Thursday. See you then. Have a good night. Bye. Oh, and join the Discord. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. Please join the Discord or I won't bring Suthi back on for the next episode. <laughs>